Main Street to Wall Street, global business celebrity and former Fortune 100 C-suite executive Jeffrey Hazlett takes you inside the good, the bad, and the ugly of businesses today. Saddle up. It's time for All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Hey, we all know a motivated workforce can be a powerful workforce, especially in today's diverse workforce that's all over the place. In fact, that engagement can translate to 17% more productivity and 21% profitability. Get that, it's more profitable. According to Gallup, an organization's success hinges on keeping employees engaged and aligned with values, mission, and vision in order to drive growth. Hey, we know that here on the C-Suite Network, especially with our Hero Club CEOs who live on values. My guest today is Doug Dennerline, the CEO of BetterWorks, a company that's adapting their OKRs. We're going to find out what OKRs means in this interview. Of course, it's goals, but we'll talk about that. That is a spoiler alert. Now, those OKRs to fit the normal to boost engagement and aligning outcomes and priorities. Doug, welcome to All Business with Jeffrey Hazel. Uh, Thanks for having me, Jeffrey. Good to be here. So how did you come up with the name BetterWorks? I just love that. Well, I didn't come up with it. I'm not the founding CEO, but uh, I adopted it. And I agree with you. It's a killer name. So we have Better Together. We do all kinds of better things. And then we add words to the end of that. So we extend on it, too. You know, the lifeline for any company is always the people. I mean, that's the one thing, you know, you've been a a CEO of other companies, been with other companies. We all know talent's the most important thing. That's what celebrates, you know, separates us from winners and losers. And then how we organize, if employees are engaged, you're doing something right. How do you keep employees engaged and how do you increase engagement? Yeah, that's like, really, that's what OKRs are all about. So objective and key results that people don't know uh, what it stands for. Um, you know, um, Deloitte's research tells you 78% of people in most companies don't know how their work actually helps a company achieve its goals. And the goal of an OKR system is you pick two or three or five of the most important things that people need to work on. We call them the big rocks. And you let the organization see what those are, and then they look up at those or, those uh, objectives, and they write their own objectives to help a company achieve those top-level ones. So they know their work is actually helping the company achieve its goals. So they get that connectedness they don't otherwise have. And then also for leadership, you can look and see what's what. how are we doing against these important goals. So it's full transparency across the company. Anybody else can see anybody else's goals. Another leader can look at another leader's division and see how they're doing against theirs. You know, so it creates a little bit of competition internally. It keeps people highly engaged. Well, and there's a there's a number of systems that are about trying to play with this. Uh, how did you guys come on this as being the one thing that you wanted to be able to do? Yeah, well, a little bit of history of the company is important. Um, John Doors are from Kleiner Perkins, the managing oh, John, yeah. Perkins. You know, is our lead investor. Uh, and John learned OKRs from Andy Grove, the father of OKRs, the longtime CEO at Intel. And so when he started at Kleiner Perkins, he basically introduced OKRs to anybody that he invested in, including Google, Amazon, Intuit, you name it. You know, Google to this day runs their quarterly program on OKRs. And so um, John feels very strongly about the fact that this methodology helps companies achieve things that wouldn't otherwise achieve. He saw that what it did at Intel. And so we basically built an application that enables OKRs to happen in a transparent way. A lot of companies would do it in Google Docs or Word or PowerPoint. 
or 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 big three 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 ring binders as i remember in my older days that's how we used to do it we'd sit down four times a year review the plan review those and how we doing against it you put powerpoint presentations up against the tier board to death right in terms of doing that most companies at least do an annual process but most companies you know they do all this planning they put it in the drawer at the end of the year they look back and say did we achieve our goals ours is much more real time and more you know, we, we we want you to have a conversation about goal achievement, you know, on a common basis, you know, a continuous basis. That's the whole idea of our program. Yeah, well, I got to tell you, if John Doerr recommends something, I'd probably pay attention to it. <laughs> well, he's done okay. He wrote a book called Measure What Matters, and it's probably the best source of leads that we have in the world because it's 20 chapters of how Google, Intuit, um, the Gates Foundation, Bono, all use OKRs to run their businesses, and it's a fantastic read. I'd highly recommend listening, listening to the audio version because it's Bill Gates. Uh, the opening is with uh, Larry, you know, uh, of Google. It's a fantastic piece of work. Yeah, he's uh, well, John. For those that are listening and haven't uh, don't know John, I've known John. He's sit on a committee with him out in San Francisco for years in a venture capital community. And, and he is the father of VCs. I mean, without question, he's done, he's probably created more wealth in this country than I, I, I don't know anyone else that's created more wealth in this that's country. Than and him. he's such a wonderful human being too. So yeah, and a nice guy. Yeah. And a nice guy. Yeah. Nice yeah. guy. So uh, let's talk a little bit about, okay, more about OKRs. I've, I've been a believer of OKRs. That's what I follow. Here are my top goals. You know, like when I was a chief marketing officer at Eastern Kodak, I had five OKRs. So, or five goals that I had to deliver on, I call them promises. And then they rolled up into one OKR for the whole company, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of that, that, that was owned to my CEO. But that's what, when I sit down with my CEO and I was getting reviewed, it was on those five key OKRs. Now you can call them a number of different things, right? You can, you can. Uh, and we have a flexible tool. If you want to call them goals versus objectives. promises, yeah. Promises, you can you can customize the application to meet your needs. So all part of our selling process, we want you to have the application fit your culture. And so we'll work with you through our professional services group and we'll make sure that you have a good experience with the product. I mean, if you think about it, you know, I've run multiple software companies now, WebEx, Success Factors. Um, you know, you need you need to give people the post-sales experience is what makes a difference, not just the application itself. It's the change management process you're putting your organization through. Well, speaking of hitting objectives and goals, my goal is to make money and I need to take a quick break and I'll be right back after this message. C-Suite Radio. Hey, we are back uh, live casting right here on LinkedIn and Facebook. Thanks so much for joining us. We're talking all about OKRs, how to really drive on all of your objectives, your promises, your goals, and how you need to do that right now, especially with a distributive workforce. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. I'm talking with Doug Dennerline, the CEO and chairman of BetterWorks. What a great name for a company and what a great tool that these guys have. And you're listening to All Business with Jeffrey Hazel on C-Suite Radio. So, Doug, uh, we were talking about you can call these different ways different things you can do it so it's really a cascading system isn't it i mean you have the top goals or or maybe i shouldn't say cascading it's from bottom up in terms of that as well it's it goes both ways right that's exactly right jeffrey and and actually that's an important differentiation in this generation of okrs it used to be rolled down through the organization and if you're five or six layers down the organization by the time that top company goal gets to that person it means nothing 
Yeah, it's mush. It's mush. Yeah. Mush. You might want to cascade two levels. And then from there on, you want people to look up and, and attach their goals to what's important to them and the function that they have inside the organization. Yeah, I so see. I think it really gets to the purpose of what you're all about. I mean, everybody needs to understand. Well, what's my job? If I make this widget, how's that? How, what you know? What does that mean for our overall company? Well, that relates all the way to our top line goal about driving revenue, or the quality of that widget that you build relates to the quality of the product that you're driving. So that relates to customer satisfaction and repeat orders and everything. And that's really what this is about, about taking a diverse organization and realigning everyone's belief that my role plays a part in the overall goal, right? That's right. And we, you know, really another important part is the cousin to OKRs, which are CFRs. I was going to ask you, what is, what is CFRs? CFRs is conversations, feedback, and recognition. Oh, okay. Jeffrey, you know, if you got to be honest with yourself, if you're just a, a leader in an organization and you want to know that everybody in your company is working on what's important to you, um, that is just a, we call it a tax on the individual. Right, mm-hmm. but the benefit that we have to have value greater than tax. <clears throat> Excuse me, and um, the value is the conversation between manager and individual contributor. So, hey, how are you doing against your goals? Um, how can I help you? Uh, you see, you seem to have a problem here. Let me. Is there a roadblock I can lower for you? What are your goals for next quarter? Are they aspirational enough? Are they the right goals? Um, what do you want to accomplish in in the company? How can I help you achieve that? That's a really important part or attribute of having a good OKR program is adding the conversation piece. And if you want to have it fall into HR, we're in the continuous performance management era, right? The old annual performance review process is old and antiquated, doesn't work. And so many of our customers use us both for the HR process and for the operational process around OKRs, but not, not required. But certainly the conversation piece, we, we kind of say to our customers, you really need to add the quarterly conversations with mid-quarter check-ins to your OKR program. So this, this also makes it very transparent. I mean, everybody sees it, right? Everybody sees everybody else. Well, you can mark them private if you want to, but we highly recommend to you get a whole thing, a competitive nature going on when everybody else can see everybody else's goals. We make it easy for leaders to be able to look at a chart and see what's not making progress and then you can cheer or nudge somebody so we make it quite social it's pretty powerful if your ceo or your leader's leader goes in and cheers you on progress you made on a goal that's a powerful thing to an individual contributor like wow you know the ceo is looking at my work that's cool right yeah. so it's a highly powerful thing if you do it that way you know but some of those need to be private i mean like for instance i got to tell you one of my OKRs was that I had to get along well with others in, in, in the management team. Okay. Because I was known, you know, my job was to come in like a Mack truck and change things and do things. And that was, that was my role. That was clearly my role. The CEO made it known that that was my role and he was my air cover for that. But, but one of those objectives that I had to have was that, that, that a majority of the management team had to say, I'm okay with what he's doing because, and you know, and that was, and I always had a couple of those, the HR person, the chief legal officer were always giving me crap. Right. So, because I was known to cause a lot of tension. So that one, that one would have been hidden in this process and I would have been okay with that. It's a single click. And then it's just between manager and individual. 
which is okay because where you're having those personal kind of goals, those kinds of things I think should remain the same different. So t- tell me about some of the best practices, because I think sometimes where this breaks down is in the practice of following the OKR. So what are some of the best practices yeah. companies should use? Well, we say to people, you know, you don't go into a gym and bench press 300 pounds the first time you walk into the gym, right? You Not gotta, me. <laughs> you got to build the muscle. And, and yeah. we call it building your OKR muscle. We'd recommend that. And we have people that will help you do this. Start out slow. You know, have maybe two objectives that are very transparent to the organization. Go through a quarter of just a simple OKR or two. And get people to understand the benefit of it. See the, how the conversation is helping them on the progress that's being made or not being made. And people got start to see the benefit. And over the course of two or three quarters, now you build up a culture of OKR. And, and that's an important attribute of it. As you, It's very evident, Jeffrey, that you have done these in your life because it does take this muscle that you build culturally. And it also creates a culture of feedback. You know, um, Many companies, people don't realize how little managers actually spend talking to their employees. You know, we kind of say internally, we at least force managers to have at least two conversations a quarter with their employees about how they're doing and how they feel about their work. And that's an important attribute you get from the product as well. Yeah, I like to start every meeting or operationals meetings like that we do our council, operational councils that we do for each function. I like to start with those OKRs or the the goals, right? And say, okay, what are what are our key goals and how are we doing? You know, give me that red, green, yellow um, on that. I, I assume you have something very similar to that, but that's how we, you know, we do it. And how are we doing? And then what what are our red flags? That's That's probably a pretty good practice, isn't it? It's exactly what it is. I, I, I did a company, all-hand company meeting yesterday, and the first thing we do is we go into the application and we review the OKRs. And yeah. so everybody can see how we're doing or how we're not doing and you know, get, get their heads around trying to get where we need to be. One of my mistakes, though, is that I – maybe it's, that's the biggest mistake I make, and I'm, I'm curious to know what other mistakes are, but is I probably don't do enough of that. You know what I mean? We get so hurried. We get so – so rushed that we skip some of those things when that's probably the biggest thing we should be doing. Yeah, that, it's, yeah it's amazing. Your good questions here. Uh, we, we have this thing that we've done, Jeffrey, that makes it super easy for leadership to see where progress is being made or not being made. So I go on the application literally every day for about 10 minutes. And I go to this thing we call a, the homepage. It's basically a card, a feed that says, here's everybody that's made or not made progress on their OKRs. And I can quickly comment to them saying, hey, it looks like you're having difficulty here. How can I help you? Or or get your butt moving either way, right? I mean, Um, a little bit of that too. And I I go through and probably tap, you know, touch 30 or 40 people every day. And boy, you see lots of activity inside the application because they know people are looking at their work. Yeah, that's a, what are some of the other mistakes that you make that, you know, that, that, because if you're doing this, you're going to see, I mean, look, the numbers show that, I mean, the numbers show that if you do these things, you get results. So first of all, you should make a decision. I'm going to do it. That's one. And it's worth it. A really, really important attribute of a good program is leadership's commitment to it. If your boss isn't looking at your progress or talking to you about it or your leaders, leaders aren't in the application then you're going to get people just quitting using the product. It's definitely got to be something that leadership buys into. That's a best practice. And the other one is people overly make it complicated. 
right? It's again, it's the big rocks. It's not the medium rocks or the sand, not every thingle's task. It's one of the two most important things that you want to know people are making progress towards. Yeah, what the high water marks, what I like to refer to it, you know, you want to focus on the high water marks, not, not, let's don't get down to the bottom of the river, but stay right. at the top. Yeah. You, you, you ran WebEx's multi billion dollar enterprise business. What, you know, and, and I assume that BetterWorks isn't quite that size yet, but you're, you're striving for it, right? So, what, what, what did you learn running a large size organization that smaller businesses can do? to apply to scale. And I'm gonna ask you to hold that question and I'm gonna take a quick break and I'll come right back. C-Suite Radio. Hey, we are back and we are live casting right here on Facebook and LinkedIn. Thanks so much for joining us. Don't forget, put your questions in the chat and also uh, don't forget about our Celebrate event the, this evening, on Friday this evening, we're gonna have that. All the details are in the chat. You can just register and be a part of it. You're listening to All Business with Jeffrey Hazer on C-Suite Radio, the world's largest business podcast network. We are with Doug Dennerline, the CEO and chairman of BetterWorks. I was asking a question right before the break. Run a multi-billion dollar operation at WebEx. Now he's running this um, smaller startup and it's still a good sized startup. They're doing really extremely well. They got some great talent in their executive team uh, that I happen to know. Um, so what did you learn at a large organization that smaller businesses can apply to scale? Yeah, it's interesting, Jeffrey. I think everything I ever learned in running large, and I've had an interesting career. I've gone from 6,000 employees at Cisco to 3,000 employees at uh, WebEx to 700 employees at SuccessFactors. I'm, I'm down to a couple hundred. And everything I learned in big are absolutely applicable at small. Uh, and probably the most important thing is you open the show with this comment, and I actually have lived my career the people, the companies with the best people that put the best field on the team on the field win. And yeah. so I've been able to attract, you know, people that I've worked with throughout my career. I have nine direct reports. Eight of them have worked with me at least once. Uh, the only person that I haven't worked with is my head of sales, and he's a fantastic guy. Um, and that, and I guess the, and I got this probably from my Cisco days, an intense uh, focus on customer success. You know, at Cisco, when, when a network went down that ran the New York Stock Exchange, you know, we put, we rent a 747 and fly gear to New York. Yeah. You know, I've had that same maniacal feeling towards, you know, it's, it's not about getting the sale, it's about everything that happens afterwards. And I try to drive that through the organization. Yeah, I, just so you know, running a 747 is an expensive thing. I had to book a book one of those from China to the U.S. It's nine hundred thousand dollars. Just so you know, everybody. I just want you to know what the price tag of that is. That's big money. Yep. Hey, we've all. Uh, let's talk about distributed workforces. I can't imagine that the OKR tool right now has got to be blowing through the roof. Everybody else is talking about crisis, you know. But in crisis, there are opportunities. I can't imagine businesses up for you. It is. Think, think about it. I mean, you know. I say to people, you know, Silicon Valley is, is really a bubble, and we've all learned how to work from home part-time. We've given the tools to people to do that. But many companies around the world, for one, didn't necessarily trust a work-from-home environment yeah. you know, and never done it before. Now they've been thrust into it. And they actually see, wow, this actually works pretty good. It works. Uh, yeah. It works. People aren't getting on planes and spending all this time, non-productive time. They're literally in Zoom all day long. And people are seeing productivity go up, but now what they don't have is visibility into the work that's getting done. 
Yeah. And our application is just that. It's an easy way to see that you're making progress on the most important things that are your company's trying to accomplish. And we give you visibility to that. And it's quite easy to implement. You know, I, I, from my past, I've worked at other companies where implementation took six months. You're up and running with us in four weeks at kind of the out, you know, outside of uh, very simplistic in terms of implementation. And so we're seeing a beautiful uptake in that. The other thing that's part of our product, Jeffrey, is an engagement application that you can do polling and, and you can survey your organization, to, you know, kind of see how they're doing. In this yeah. stuff. So we're seeing a big uptick both in our engagement application and in the OKR application. So, uh, you know, there's some other productivity tools that are out there to me that are more project based. And I'm going to use like Monday.com or yeah. some of those. How do you compare? Because I want the listeners to know the difference between what you have and what that is, for instance. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. I mean, Monday, you know, Asana. Yeah, Asana. They're, they're more about the details of what you're doing yeah. all day long. The more, more, I think it's more of a one-on-one tool than it is an OKR tool. Again, remember the OKRs are around the big rocks, the yeah. most important things, not the everything. And I think when you marry a Monday with us or a sauna with us, that's a good marriage. And you have you have integrations with those? We, we don't with them, but we do with people like Jira, uh, Salesforce. Um, okay, Apple. so more enterprise operation, more enterprise-laced businesses, which which would make sense. So, you know, because we use Monday.com and, and where you make a mistake is where you're trying to manage your goals through that too. And that, you know, meaning your OKRs, it's a bad, it's a bad way of doing it. And, mm-hmm. and you really need to be in a project manager. Those are about projects. That's about managing the projects, the systems, the things that you need to do. That, as you said, the details, the sand, the sand, the sand that you were talking about, yeah. the big rock, you know, the golden rock, you got to put the Mount Rushmore, that should be your OKRs. I want to, in a couple minutes that we got left, culture, you know, we, we, you've heard this culture eats strategy for lunch. How have you been able to keep a vibrant culture that's malleable to withstand change, but long lasting. And that, I think that you could use this OKR for that as well. So how would you do that? Well, you can, <clears throat> but I, you know, I, again, I think one thing that I really took away from John Chambers at, at Cisco is, you know, John always talked about building a family, you know, and I've worked for some interesting CEOs. I mean, I've worked with Mark Benioff, Lars Delgard, John Chambers, you know, I mean, just a different set of people. John, is very much concerned about taking care of his people. And, and I've done that too. I, I Maybe it's a little bit of Ken Scott's radical candor. You know, people know that if I'm going to be critical of you, it's because I want to make you better. And I think if you create that culture throughout the organization where feedback is welcome or you ask for feedback, you really create a culture that I think kind of blows everybody else away. And it's been interesting for me to see my own company's culture change during this environment with the pandemic. You know, I've been super, super concerned about all my people, and I show that to them on a regular basis. I'm reaching out across the board to make sure them and their families are okay. And that's created an incredible culture, I think, in the company because they know how much I care about them. Yeah. You get an upcoming webinar with a good friend of mine, Eric Wan, who is the CEO and founder of Zoom. Uh, he worked for you back at uh, your days of, of a former company. What do you think the future of work looks like from your perspective? Yeah, I think it's going to be really, really interesting. And that's what, you know, Eric and I are new webinar all about that. You know, if you think about the few tools that you can use, you know, Slack, uh, Zoom, uh, you know, OKR, our application, BetterWorks, 
you can really keep a productive organization feeling like they're connected. They don't have to go in the office. They can really feel like they're part of something and do it online. And again, the productivity is pretty amazing. I, 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 when I took over WebEx after Cisco acquired them, and we were selling telepresence plus web, you know, WebEx, I was really thinking, wow, the, this could change the airline industry dramatically. Yeah. Right. I mean, flying to New York to do three sales calls, you know, is is nutty when you can do them over WebEx at that time. Now, Zoom. And I think work has changed forever. I think this is people have seen, wow, this is pretty amazing what we can accomplish from home. Yeah, Everybody's talking about when it's going to snap back, folks. Let me tell you what, it already snapped and it ain't going back. So you, we better understand that. Hey, uh, what a pleasure having you. But before we go, I got you mentioned John Chambers. I have to bring this up. Uh, um, I tell this story. I don't tell it public. I don't think I've ever told it on air. John Chambers' dad was a doctor. And he's from Charleston, West Virginia. I was born in Charleston, West Virginia. When I first met John many, many years ago, he we were talking about being from West Virginia. He mentioned his dad was a doctor. He mentioned, I said, when was your dad a doctor? We started talking. And where did he practice? And I went home and looked up on my birth certificate. John Chambers' dad was my doctor when I was born. Wow. And I and I and when I when I introduced John at a big a big Cisco function, I was speaking at this major function, and I said John was I was introducing John, and we were talking about that. I brought that story up, and I just said I just want everybody to know that John Chambers' dad was the first person that spanked my ass, and when I was brought to this world, there you go. That said it. Hey Doug, what a pleasure to have you here. Uh, good luck. What a great company. What a great name, and what a great tool. Uh, Doug Denner, Dennerline, the CEO of BetterWorks, thanks so much for being on All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Thank you, Jeffrey. Hey, at the end of every show right here on C-Suite Radio, I like to talk about what I learned. I always take a takeaway something. I can tell you what I took away. Use the right tool. Have you ever been working outside and you try to, you know, I don't know, you, you didn't have the right tool in the tool bag, so you just grabbed a wrench, you grabbed something, you try to do it, and you strip the top of the screw off or the nut off or whatever, the bolt or, you know, it just doesn't quite work because you just didn't go get the right tool. You can make it work. You can hammer it. You can do all that stuff and you could force it, but it's awkward. It takes a long time. And you know, at the end of it, you're frustrated. You know what I'm talking about? Well, we do that in business every day by not using the right tools. I'm doing that right now. I'm using a tool that's trying to do that with this. And by the way, I shouldn't, I'm going to go use this. So that's what I learned today. Uh, right here on all business, use the right tool. And uh, there's a lot of them. And that's what this whole, you know, whole thing is teaching us right now. Go find the things that work and work effectively. You know, right now I'm focused on eliminate. Okay. Eliminate, delegate, and automate. So yeah, go find the right tools. All right. That's what I learned right here on All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett on C-Suite Radio. You're listening to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by C-Suite Radio, a podcast network featuring today's top business experts and is part of the C-Suite Network, the world's most trusted network of C-Suite executives. Find this and other business podcasts on c sweetradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.